Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome back to our wonderful listeners. So today on the podcast, we're going to be exploring the impact nature has on our biology and health. My guest today is Siobhan. Welcome to the show. Hello, and how are you? I'm super wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here and lovely to chat with you. I am excited to uh, dive into uh, this topic, but I figure, you know, it's always best to begin at the beginning um, with getting to know a little bit about you and your background, Um, you know, just helps us build some context for the conversation. Sure. Yeah. So I have been working most of my professional career in organizational development, in instructional design and training, Um, and I have for quite some years had a private coaching practice. And as I started to work with some of the leaders in my coaching practice, I began to realize that... um, ways in which they were getting stuck and to help them kind of shift into more creative, more clarity, I began to take them outdoors. And I found that that was a very useful way to be able to open up space for new ways of thinking and being. Um, And my Going even further back, I actually was very involved in Girl Guides, and and I was outdoors quite a bit as a young person, Um, and so I always found myself really enjoying that kind of uh, sensation, Um, and when we get indoors, we find that that doesn't happen as frequently. We're, We're very indoor people in an urban environment, and so... I started to search out ways in which nature could help my coaching clients. And I came across forest bathing, forest therapy. And it's been three years now since I completed my practicum and my certification and have been uh, guiding forest bathing walks, um, mostly in the Mississauga, Toronto area. Um, and finding that that is such a beautiful experience um, and really helpful for people's overall well-being, along with opening up creativity and possibility. Absolutely. So I have a couple follow-up questions. To um, so you're doing coaching. What kind of? How would you describe your? Is it like life coaching? Is it business coaching? Is it um, you know mindset coaching? I mean, there's so many different. Types yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I thought maybe we could clarify, you know, like what your sort of domain or how you describe your, that your coaching style. 
Yeah, my coaching and originally started off with leadership coaching with business coaching, um, because that's kind of my original arena of expertise. But I began to realize as we have been awakening to the climate crisis, um, that we really need leadership in more sustainable practices. Um, and so working with individuals and especially urban dwellers, um, you know, when we spend so much time indoors, really help creating that shift in thinking and feeling so that we can uh, attach ourselves to more sustainable lifestyles that'll really create an impact in, in changing the way we got ourselves into this mess with the climate. <laughs> Um, and so I've, I've really taken a, a 360 shift in the last several years. Now, you mentioned, you know, taking a practicum and then getting a certification. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about like where you got that and like, you know, in like what kinds of stuff are you guys I, I'm just being a very uh, academic uh, person. I'm always curious, like, what kind of stuff did you study? Like, what, what were you learning? Yeah, so there's different, different aspects of what you need to learn. I mean, one of the aspects is to understand the way of the guide. Um, and so there is a saying in forest therapy, which is that the forest is the therapist and I'm the guide right? The relationship is with the land. So when participants come for a walk, we will guide them through um, a structured sequence of inviting them deeper and deeper into relationship with the land. And so it's learning about how to create that structure without being too overstructured and allowing people to come to their own understandings and conclusions. Um, so there's that learning. And then there's another type of learning, which is how am I with the land? You know, what is my relationship with the land? And what do I bring to my clients as a guide for them? Um, and so really becoming quite intense and very deliberate with my own nature practice um, and how to keep that going. So in the same way that people go to yoga class on a regular basis, I go outdoors, I go commune with the trees, I go sit on the grass, I take my shoes off, um, I just listen to the water in a stream. It's creating a regular and consistent nature practice for myself so that I can tap into that to be the most effective guide that I can be for others. Absolutely. I, I guess it's one of those things. Um, uh, well, I, I'm thinking the opposite of the saying, like, do as I say, not as I do. But in this case, it's like, you know, I'm doing this and I'm having my own experiences um, you know, with nature and tapping into how that helps me better myself. And I'm now just sharing um, the process that I have used with you so that you can then cultivate the same type of experiences or, um, you know, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, same type of like uh, insights. Mm, yeah. It's interesting. I find that, um, because of the way we live in such an 
urban enclosed indoor environment, we actually need guides in our society to take us back out into the land, which is where we came from. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I'm sure that if we brought, bought, brought somebody into the future from hundreds or thousands of years ago, they would probably think this is a very unusual thing because we already had that relationship with the land. Um, and so having a guide gives you the opportunity to just connect with someone that may be just a little further along in their experiences with building that nature practice. Absolutely. And, and I wonder if some of it's like, you know, okay, I'm going to go outside. Now what, you know, um, now what do I do? Like, how do I, you know, okay, do I sit down and meditate by a tree or, or like, is there, you know, I imagine that it, but I imagine it could be time saving to have the guide versus sort of, okay, I'm just going to like sit in the forest and like, see what kind of insights, you know, just come to me. I feel like likely with a guide, um, you could probably tap in to your intuition or to your whatever you want to call it um, much quicker um, when you're having somebody walk you through and kind of like start to shut off the thinking brain mm. and start going more into like the connection part, right? Well, it's interesting what you're saying because the first thing that you said was that, you know, do I just go sit and meditate and hang out with a tree? And the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we're, we are inclined, like, like your, your, your natural instinct to think that that's what you should do. It's probably what you should do. <laughs> um, but a lot of people have lost that ability to be able to just recognize that that is um, sitting next to a tree Um, sitting on the ground and just being present to observe and notice and allow whatever arises is not the way we typically train people in this world. We train people to be doers, to thinkers, to rationalize, as opposed to just sensory experience and that's forest bathing is a lot about a sensory experience it's about being invited through a sequence of events that give you the opportunity to build your own relationship with the land because the way i experience something may not be the way you experience something Um, and the other really important part of forest bathing is the relationship with the other participants. So periodically throughout the guided walk, we will stop and pause and come back together in uh, a sharing circle and give individuals an opportunity to be able to express in their own words what they feel and how that impacted them. Um, And we don't always give credence to that kind of self-expression. It always has to be structured, you know? 
I always, I always say to people, you know, this is not a PowerPoint presentation for your boss. <laughs> right. right. And sometimes not verbally sharing is as powerful as actually saying something in the circle, in the group. Um, and so gives people the opportunity to actually be themselves. Um, and that's a very healing process as well. That's, that brings a lot of well-being to individuals to commune together. Absolutely. I'm going to um, I'm gonna jump around a little bit with my questioning, just I'm going to yes. flow of the conversation. So I yes. just want to, I want to loop back first and foremost, um, because we've used this term probably two, three times now, and I was going to ask about it a little bit later, but I think now is a good time to perhaps define um, forest bathing. Mm -hmm. um, and talk about how that's different than, you know, a nature walk, let's yes. say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I am certified with the Association of Forest, uh, with the Forest Therapy and Nature Guides. And, and there is a very specific sequence of events that we will take people through through. Um, we will, it is different from a nature walk because it's not, it, it's not about identifying certain plants and um, giving them titles and naming conventions and, and trying to be scientific in your interactions with the land. It's about personal experience. It's about sensory experience. Um, it's about slowing down and noticing. Noticing color, light, patterns. And just being aware of the reciprocal nature of the interactions that we have with the land, with the water, with the trees. It gives an opportunity for individuals to be able to trigger that biochemical exchange that happens because we as a people, we evolved by living in nature and there is an exchange that happens when we get into the land and the trees. And that provides us with the ability to calm ourselves, to listen to ourselves, to hang out with some people who are feeling the same way. Um, and something that I observe with individuals who have this experience is a shift or a change in not just in their mood, but in their way of thinking. And sometimes it shows up with the way they express themselves. And other times it shows up with like a deep exhale, like, oh, oh, I actually, oh, this is actually very relaxing. I actually feel really good. Um, because that's the place that our species grew up in. Um, but I also hear it verbally, 
people expressing a different way of thinking. Um, for example, I did hear one participant say to me, I hugged a tree for the first time and I think it hugged me back. And suddenly it's as if they came to realize that the land is alive and that trees are not just sidewalk decoration. That, that's a deeply personal experience that that individual had that really resonated with them and that they can carry now into their life as they go back into their own world. And so it really differs from like a nature walk or some sort of scientific experiment in the sense that you are building your own repertoire of experiences that are personal to you and that you can share with others. So are you going like, are you going into a forest and then hiking for a bit and then like stopping or is it, um, you know, combinations of uh, walk, walking in nature, sitting in nature, mm -hmm. uh, group communal, like, you know, I'm thinking like a circle um, yeah. in the grass. Um, yes, all to it. <laughs> okay. So, so for example, so I'll give you kind of a, a typical um, sequence. So I will meet people in the parking lot or at the entryway of the trailhead. Um, there's lots of different parks throughout Southern Ontario that are on public transit and easy to access. And I will greet everybody there. And as we wander into the wooded area, just kind of off the main trails that most people bike or, or jog on, um, there'll be a little bit of chit chat and welcoming people. Um, and once we arrive, we will just pause and stop and just take account of where we are, just kind of slow it down. And then afterwards, there might be more of a meandering, slow-paced walk as we notice and observe what we see around us. And then we might pause and stop and just kind of reflect on that. Um, and then from that point on, I really let the land tell us what we're going to experience kind of in, be invited into. So for example, I remember one time where it was just very silly. We were just having a really fun time. We were going around looking at the way the different trees, they look like rooms and they look like, you know, hey, this is my living room. Maybe I'm just going to sit on this tree trunk. Hey, what would this look like to lounge on and be like my couch? And very playful and other people would go visiting each other's houses in their little spots in the woods. And then there's other times where it's a very somber experience where people are having quiet private time with a tree and they come back with some very deep reflections. Um, it isn't always the same every time because the land isn't always the same every time. It doesn't, you know, it depends upon if it's raining. It's raining. I don't know. Maybe we'll look up at the rain and 
Have you ever stuck your tongue out and actually tasted the rain? These are the types of experiences you might have on, if you go on a guided walk. As you were um, sort of talking about, you know, um, thinking about the trees as your home, I, I, I literally was like having a flashback um, to childhood memory. We used to live in apartment buildings and between the two apartment buildings, they had like, I don't know, the trees were just situated in such a way that it was like, um, almost like a little like channel and they kind of covered up. And I just remember as kids, me and my sister going and it'd be like, you know, sweeping cause it was like dusty. And then these trees just like kind of almost moved in a way that was shelter like, and we would pretend like we were in, in the house and we were, I mean, it's a, it's a very vague flashback, but I just, I'm, I'm having a moment of like reflecting on how, um, fun that was as a child. Yeah. And, and you still I, remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and it's those kinds of memories that we have that are, that stay with us. And I think that a lot of people really enjoy. So we, we do a lot of work. We have a lot of stress in our lives. And um, we know through science, and I'm, I'm in no way professing myself to be a scientist or, or a medical professional, um, but we know that there, through science over the years um, that there is a biochemical exchange that happens with humans and trees. Um, more profoundly with evergreens, um, but it happens with soil, it happens with grass um, and flowers as well. And it triggers a certain sense of well-being within us. And when that happens, that opens up safety and creativity and playfulness and profound expression and all of those things that we talk about as being overall well-being, a state of well-being, right? Um, and so individuals come into forest bathing not knowing what it's going to be like and then have these moments that they can then take back into their lives. And so what I like to encourage people to do is take moments throughout the week and actually have their own experiences and if that's not possible and they prefer to come back for a guided experience then there are guides available to help them have another event in their lives absolutely um i i like that you're saying you know there's this biochemical exchange that are that are you know our bodies um like I'm certain at a cellular level change and respond to the environment, right? Because that's what cells do. They are yeah. constantly assessing the environment and making changes to what's in the environment, whether it's within our own bodies or outside of our bodies, right? All of our sensory uh, receptors are picking up so much different information and sending that information up to the brain for processing, right? So change the environment change, you know, change your mood, change, you know, change your health. I, I remember 
um, seeing, you know, even on Facebook, um, something popping up about, um, you know, the health benefits of being in nature. Um, and just in my own reading and research, um, there's a documentary that I oftentimes will have clients go and take a look at. It's called The Connection. And in there talks about like the five things we need to be well. Um, and within that documentary, a, a lot of them talk about, talk about being out in nature. Yep. Um, that nature is um, healing. And, and then the, one other thing that I also want to just kind of, yeah. as we talk about nature as healing, one of the other things that I'd like to just bring forward is the idea that in Western thinking, Erin, in modern urban thinking, we go in and extract as a resource. We take minerals out of the, the earth and we use them for our needs and that we go and you know use water to create other things um but we forest bathing asks you to consider your nature practice as a reciprocal relationship with the land and that we need to be clear that we're not going in to extract human well-being from mm. trees like they are inanimate objects for us to be used they're a tool to be used they're a living being they're a creature they have their own need to exist for their own purposes and so Part of the way I craft the invitations is that I invite people into reciprocal experiences. So you said earlier, you know, do you go and just hang out with a tree? And I would say, yes, absolutely. Go and sit and see what that experience is like for you and what that is that day. And maybe it's different another day. But I would also ask you to maybe add one other thing in return. As you say your goodbyes to the tree, Offer your breath to the tree because our breath is its life. And so in the simplest form, the tree offers something to us that we breathe in and we can offer our breath back. And we do it unconsciously right now. What I'm asking is for people to do it consciously, deliberately, with care. And to bring that reciprocity to the surface as something that is part of your nature practice and not just, you know, grade eight science. Yeah. Um, it's the offering with an intention of giving thanks. Yes. Right. Um, which comes to, which comes to my mind now, um, uh, again, you know, Facebook seems to be, uh, you know, the tool where you see things. And so it's popping up in my mind um, from Facebook. I think uh, there were some students who were doing an experiment where they took two different plants um, and one plant was you only um, speak with positive um, words Yes, I, I've seen this where, yeah. you, where they talk lovingly to one plant and, and then, then they depreciate the other one. Yeah. 
and one wilted and one thrived. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I look at it full circle, like, um, you know, the words that we use, the intent that we have with our breath can be to thrive or to thrive or deprive. Um, so offering that intentional breath of thanks um, elevates the plant's experience and elevates our experience um, and vice versa, how we talk to others. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because Similarly, it's a, right? It's a, it's a mutual cycle that happens. And, and this is where people have experience. And then my coaching is available to be able to offer, like, what do I do with this experience? What do I do with this new awareness? And how does that create more sustainable lifestyles? How do I want to actually take that into my decision making when I need to put a new roof on my house? Right. Right. What, what am I going to choose as the products? What do I believe now that then drives my decision making? How have I now come to understand my world, not through education or science, but through a deeply personal experience that awakened something universal and something ancient in me and knowing that I impact other beings and other beings impact me. And so it's, it's a very normal thing to feel that, but when we've cloistered ourselves within urban cities and we stay inside, we deprive ourselves of sparking that uh, ancient knowing in ourselves. So my friends are used to me saying things like, I don't think we were evolved to live in drywall. Yeah. <laughs> where, so where did that come from? Because you, you had mentioned it to, to me on the call and I was really kind of curious, you know, was that just like an insight that came to you? Yeah, it was. Quite some years ago, it was kind of like drywall, drywall, flat, drywall, painted. What am I going to paint this year? Paint? Why would I paint? Weren't we supposed to live in trees? Like what a bark, like grassland, soil, right? So yeah, it was a saying that just came to me as part of my own realization some years ago. And over the last several years, I've been able to be able to, to articulate the fact that this concept, I don't think we were evolved to live in drywall, kind of captures the idea that that's actually an artificial place that we live and that it's not really where our biology yearns to be. And so what I observe in my clients and my forest bathing guide walk participants is that to varying degrees, when they experience nature, they find something awaken in them. Um, and so it's very interesting how that happens so consistently. Now, it doesn't have to be 
huge orchestra music. It can be just a light little whisper, but I do tend to notice that happening. Um, so for example, one of my participants said, I'm normally very afraid of bugs. So sitting on the ground in the circle, sharing circle, that was something very um, courageous of her to do. And then later throughout the walk, Daddy Langweg walked in between the circle of us and walked right past her and she didn't flinch. She just noticed and observed it going by. You know, those are the kinds of little small experiences that people have that are really profound to them and deeply meaningful. And it's that kind of experience that brings people back into alignment and well-being. It's interesting because uh, you're giving me a lot of flash. You're giving me a lot of flashbacks here. Um, I was listening. I think I was listening to another podcast. I can't remember. Uh, you know where, where it came from right now. I can't think of it. But um, they were talking about just sitting and observing a tree move, and it was something to the effect of like. Um, it, it was it was to um, highlight the importance of just being and going with um, what whatever energies happen to be flowing in the universe. So, for example, you know, a tree doesn't complain when it's windy and it's flailing from side to side. It just moves with it. And then mm -hmm. when the wind stops, you know, the tree comes back into its normal, you know, light movement and it's fine. It doesn't complain that it's raining. Um, it doesn't complain that it's cold. It, it, it changes. It does what it needs to do to survive the, you know, to survive the elements. Um, but there's, it, it's just bringing it back to being. And sometimes, you know, we get reactionary, right? We react to things in life. And so sometimes I find myself like when I'm reacting to something coming back to, okay, Today is, today's a little bit windy, okay? I'm kind of getting blown around from place to place, okay? Just, you know, like you need to move with the energy. So rather than trying to resist the energy, you know, rather than trying to stop the wind from blowing, you know, you observe the tree. And, and I say to myself, just be like the tree right now. Mm -hmm. Move with it. It's going to pass. And, you know, hopefully you'll gain some insight, you know, from this experience. And, I just thought that that was a really um, nice way to like think about how to deal with our emotional energies um, that you, we can have them, but we don't have to invest in them. Yeah. Just like the tree doesn't invest in, like it's not um, putting a label to its experience. It's just being in it and yeah. going through it. And then it's on to the next experience. And, and what you're, the other thing that I, I, and I hear in what you're saying as well, and that I, my own personal experience is living the way of the guide, is recognizing the life lessons that nature offers, the wisdom that nature offers that you just can't get from drywall. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? <laughs> like, let's build a metaphor around drywall. Uh, mm, no, let's build a metaphor around the tree. Okay, now I'm feeling it. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I, and I'm literally like looking around my living room right now, looking at the drywall going, hmm. Yeah, not much going on here. Yeah, yeah. Like what life lesson is this teaching you? Well, I guess maybe you could say there is always something to offer food or fodder for thinking. But I do find that the patterns, the cycles, the experience when you're in nature, it offers the wisdom and mirrors back to you the capacity for you to have metaphorical understandings that you can then take into your life. Um, I find it on a personal note, I find that very grounding. And that's probably why I've been drawn to this kind of work is because I find myself very um, aligned with seeing what's what what the land is offering absolutely i want to go over or talk about a concept or talk about um one one more question which is um in our discussion you talked about forest drunk mm, yeah yeah <laughs> and i'd like to just <laughs> unpackage that a little bit um to first and foremost be like, what is that? Um, and uh, yeah, kind of unpackage it. Okay. So imagine for a moment that you're living that busy life. You're, you're, you're going to go and do forest bathing. You've had a really busy week. Um, you, get on, you get on the bus. You go to the park. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing, right? And Life is a series of check marks and doings. And you arrive into the experience, into the land. You slow yourself down. You spend a couple of hours with the trees, with the soil. And for some people, not everybody, but for some people, it's the first time they've had that kind of immersion of a couple of solid hours of not thinking about all the doing and putting themselves in a position of having that biochemistry triggered where you, your adrenaline is, is dropped and you're back into that calm equilibrium. For some people, that can be intoxicating. It can, and the playfulness, you know, going back into that playfulness, going back into the ability to reflect and see and experience the wisdom that we've been talking about, to reciprocate and touch and have sensory experience the way the body is supposed to work. And for some people, they're just like, oh, this is just fantastic. And as we walk out of the woods and head to the parking lot, there's like an ease. Their shoulders are dropped. They're very relaxed. And, and some, in some cases, the conversations and the communal gathering still lingers. That's what I would call forest drunk. 
Yeah. When you're not used to the um, chemicals of parasympathetic, you know, output, which is your, you know, rest, digest, repair, reproduce system, um, you know, when you're constantly on the go, certainly having a flood of different chemicals can feel a little, maybe, I don't know if overwhelming, but certainly impactful. Yeah. Um, and when you're not used to that feeling, it's like, whoa, what is this? It takes kind of a little bit of a moment to kind of orient yourself to, all right, where am I right now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that we do to help people kind of integrate back into the world is at the end of our walks, we offer a tea ceremony. And it gives people a time to, first of all, experience um, the land in another form where I will make a, a weak infu I will infusion of some plant that is in season that is on the land within the area that I, I conducted the walk. Um, so whether it's a tree or a fruit or a flower, um, it gives you the opportunity to actually take in nature. Um, but it also helps to ground you and kind of bring you back out of the series of experiences that you've had and bring you back into um, kind of coming back into your head. For sure. And, and that sounds like a really lovely way to finish. Yes. And, and rehydrate um, as well. So that's, that's really, really nice. Um, I want to ask, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow you if they were interested in having this type of experience? Um, I want to make sure they know where to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So you can connect with me um, through my website, SiobhanElaine.com. Um, sign up for my newsletters and I will then send you information about uh, the walks that I do periodically throughout the seasons. Um, and also, if you wanted to email me, you can do that at Siobhan at SiobhanLane.com. And I, if you're looking for a private walk or coaching um, to develop more sustainable practices, um, I do have programs available at an individual level or at a group level. Amazing. And I will let our listeners know that um, the links to the website and email will be in the show notes so that uh, you can get the spelling correct. Yes. Um, <laughs> only because your name, like when I first asked you how to say it, you the spelling of it um, is different than how you pronounce it. So uh, just so that listeners know, please go to the show notes, um, the description of the episode and the links will be there if you wish to um, wish to connect. Yeah, beautiful. Lovely. Thank you. Well, Siobhan, I want to thank you so much for taking time to um, invite us into this discussion um, regarding, you know, our connection back to nature. And I think um, 
I think it's important to, for people to know that there's um, an option in the local area. Um, yeah. And if not, you know, finding uh, a group of people who are outdoorsy and, and you know, getting out there and, and you know, trying to um, have positive experiences um, with nature. I, I just, I've never heard of this concept and so a forest bathing. So I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been lovely chatting with you and I look forward to uh, bumping into you again. Absolutely. Uh, and I'd want to obviously thank our listeners for tuning into the show. And I will invite you, if you enjoyed our conversation, to subscribe to the podcast. This way, um, every week when we release an episode, it'll go straight to wherever you are streaming our podcast, whether iTunes, Google, Spotify, uh, podcast for Android. You can also get it via email. Um, whatever way you want to subscribe, if you hit our link to the subscription, you'll see all the different options uh, so you stay up to date with the latest and greatest episodes. But for now, we say goodbye until next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.